Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. So as the world continues to embrace nomads and remote workers, more people are moving away from the traditional office setting, giving rise to the emergence of co-working spaces. Flexible spaces have fast become a global trend, with a steadily increasing number of flexible workspaces operating around the world. Of course, the APAC region has stood out globally as having displayed a strong enthusiasm for flexible workplaces. The region alone accounted for over a third of the available co-working spaces worldwide. The overall value of co-working spaces worldwide, by the way, predicted to grow several times by 2030, from its initial value of nearly $7 billion U.S. dollars last Last year. This according to a report by Next Move Strategy Consulting. Well, the market is expected to go up annually by about two billion US dollars between 2022 and 2030. Let's dig deep and find out more about what's happening in this space. Chris Edwards, CEO of the Flexi Group, is joining us now to talk about this. Chris, thanks for joining us. So co-working, it began with freelancers, right? But today it has evolved into a lucrative real estate business. So what is spurring this rapid growth? Yeah, good afternoon. Thank you so much for, for having me on. Um, yeah, look, I mean, first thing, maybe I'll give a little bit of context about our business. You know, we have formed the largest flexible workspace um, group in Asia following the merge of um, three very renowned brands, the highest common ground and the cluster, and together we have 45 locations in 12 cities across nine countries. Yeah, I mean, in terms of what sort of spurred on the rapid growth, I think it's probably quite interesting to have a look back. Uh, 15 to 20 years ago, you know, this industry was focused on freelancers and digital nomads, but this has really been evolving um, at pretty much ever since then. And at the core of it, it's all about providing flexibility for companies of all sizes. Um, even pre-COVID, you know, we were seeing a very large amount of multinational companies looking into flexible workspaces to provide swing space or satellite teams to work around like-minded individuals. But I think in a post-COVID world, what's really interesting to see is what's kind of happened over the last few years. And, you know, we've effectively seen the greatest shift in workplace habits and trends that the world's probably ever seen and how we all work is undoubtedly um, changed. And um, I think at the very heart of it, it's all about flexibility. Flexibility in where, when, and how we work. Um, and ultimately, you know, we're in the business of providing flexibility. In lease length, office size, the ability to upsize, downsize without notice. And all of these things are, are really what we provide. So we've, uh, we've stood to benefit, and that's been kind of what spurred the industry forward. Chris, the thing is, even companies are changing their manpower hiring models, right? A lot of them are hybridizing that too. So they've got a cohort of full-time staff, and then they have a group of flexible staff as well. So the people using the spaces, are they mostly permanent staff or flexible staff? Or does it really not matter? I think it differs market by market and company by company. I mean, what we have seen is that it doesn't matter your company size, small or large. Um, pretty much everybody has adopted a, a more hybrid approach to how they work. And, you know, there's stories every day about incredibly large multinational enterprise level companies that are, are downsizing their square footage. And, you know, they're starting to utilize or they really have been starting to utilize um, flexible workspaces over the last 12 to 18 months as part of that kind of hybrid approach to work. You know, they might have 
a, um, a CBD location where people might go and want to do days a week. And then they're also providing access to co-working spaces that are spread out around the city and more often than not, uh, close, much closer to where their employees actually live. So, you know, we've seen that with some incredibly large enterprise clients that, that we have, such as Amazon, Huawei, and our Raji Bank that utilize our spaces and our enterprise solution to, to offer these services to their um, uh, mm. The net impact also has to be constituting a reduction in costs for these companies, right? So how do you work around that to ensure that while decreasing their square footage, they are truly saving costs? But when they pay for your services, for using your co-working space, they'll have to pay for those too, right? So how do you ensure that the net impact is favorable? Yeah, I, I think that's a really good question. I mean, there are three probably key reasons why you would want to utilize a, uh, a co-working space. And the first is really about you know providing that space for collaboration and, and connection and being around like-minded individuals. Um, secondly is the flexibility, as I mentioned before. And thirdly are the cost benefits. You know, what we offer is a plug-and-play solution without the need to deal with Wi-Fi or have office managers or admin. Um, or organize events or engagement activities for your team. So um, this is all handled. It, it's all part of the package. And, and, and that often, um, if not always the case, works out to be cheaper than signing a traditional lease. Chris, is this going to be sustainable, though, in the long run? We are starting to see people going back to the office, and perhaps this might affect uh, your business model, would it? Well, look, I mean, I think we should probably look at, um, at the Asian market and the industry as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 10% of all commercial real estate in New York and London is considered flexible now, whereas in Asia, it's only 2 to 3%. So the, really, the room for growth is, is pretty tremendous. And I think, you know, the way that I work, you work, the way that we're, you know, a lot of um, the listeners are working nowadays has changed. And, and I don't think that that's, that that's really going to um, change. Um, so what we see is a tremendous opportunity um, to continue to expand our business. And, and the way that we do that kind of differs from our competitors, and, and it's really a two-pronged approach. So I'll just speak to you very quickly. The first is it's an asset light approach to our expansion. So effectively, we partner with landlords on hybrid deal structures instead of signing long traditional leases. And this really allows us to grow much faster with less capital investment. Um, and secondly, it's through m and I mean, we're seeing a lot of opportunities to continue to grow our business, um, what is a pretty fragmented industry. And because at the end of the day, our business is about scale. And it's difficult, really, um, without scale to gain access to funding or improve profit margins. And what that means is that there's a lot of um, great opportunities out there that we see to continue to grow our portfolio. As the co-working market grows and competes for market share, how do you see the industry exploring new growth models? How do you aim to stand out from the rest? Yeah, um, look, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that we've switched our sort of location or our build strategy. You know, we've always been focused on communal spaces for collaboration and, and interaction. But from a business perspective, what I know is how we differ from our competitors. And again, there's two key reasons there. As I spoke to you before, it's the asset light approach. So we don't sign traditional leases. And we, always, and we already have some really strong relationships. I, I'm asking more specifically in terms of what you offer the user. So if I walk into a co-working space, how mm-hmm. would you sell me on it, you know, as opposed to using someone else's co-working space? 
So at that yeah, level. Um, yeah. Okay. Sure. So in terms of in terms of consumers, I mean, firstly, it's the scale and the network that we offer. So if you're a member in any one of our locations in any one of our nine countries, that gives you full access to um, utilize all the spaces, all 45 low space, uh, spaces, and growing. Um, which is obviously a huge selling point from, from a hot desk member's perspective when they're traveling or all the way up to a very large enterprise customer where all their staff get access um, to, um, to all of our locations. Secondly, it, it really does come down to collaboration and connection. You know, that really is the business that we are in, um, in facilitating uh, communities and, and building up people's businesses. And, you know, we do that incredibly well. The majority of our members have been with us for well over two, three, four years, depending on how long the location has been available. And, you know, the best fact that I can give is that our members grow with us. Um, and that all comes down to the connection uh, that we help to facilitate. All right, Chris, thank you very much for sharing your insights with us. Chris Edwards is CEO of the Flexi Group. You're listening to Primetime here on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.